Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another Woke and Baked. And my guests today are Hot Mess, a local band from Kenai, Alaska, celebrating the release of their new five-song EP, cleverly titled Five Song EP, this Friday. Today, May 8th, they will be throwing their album release party in Mark's Garage and live streaming it to the rest of the world via the powers of Facebook. This party is to raise money for local venues impacted by the COVID-19 closures. So, solid shout out to Four Royal Parkers, The Maverick, The Alibi, The Bow Bar, and Main Street in Kenai. On this episode, we talk about all kinds of shit, up to and including pool smell. Now, what is pool smell, you ask? Well, as chlorine has no smell, what's often referred to as pool smell is actually chlorine interacting with urine. That's right. So, you're welcome for that one. Alright, the drummer Mark Gage can be heard every Saturday evening on KFSC with his show, The Temple of Hair. Alright, let's move on to the supporters. Iron Asylum, located at 35165 KB Drive. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook, as well as their website, theironasylumgymak.com. The website is currently stocked with t-shirts, hoodies, hats, duffel bags, and booty shorts, as well as local brands like Loved AK, and they have free shipping on orders over $100. The website again, theironasylumgymak.com. Dial 907-953-4720 for more information. Oh yeah, by the way, the gym is open, so if you're looking to get your sweet ass into better shape, get your sweet ass into the gym and get your ass even sweeter. Red Run Cannabis Company, located on the Kenai Spur Highway. They are the growers of fine cannabis, the makers of fine concentrate, the brewmeisters of Hashade, as well as their brand spanking new honey sticks. They also carry flour from your favorite cultivators, including Bob's Morning Bear, Warner Brothers, Great Land Gondra, Tundra Jane, as well as products from Lady Grey, makers of fine cookies, breath mints, ice cream, and now bush syrup. Oh yeah, they've also got a suppository. I'm not sure what you're supposed to do, stick it up your butt or something, and we'll figure that out later. All right, so by the way, if you're looking to make some pancakes with some birch syrup, that would probably be the birch syrup that I would recommend. I don't know what you use birch syrup for, but THC-infused birch syrup makes me want birch syrup even more. All right, shout out to Fireweed Extracts, Baked Alaska, Glacier Gummies, Momo's Bakery, and many, many more. These products are products that they currently carry at Red Run. They also carry CBD products from Frontier CBD. Red Run carries their CBD lotion, so if your skin is raw from all the washy-washy, Check out their CBDs. Also, be sure to check out their website, redruncannabiscompany.com, for more information, as well as weed maps for their current menu. Also, very solid shout-out to 5150 Vapes, located in the heart of Soldatna. They are your home for American CBDs, American-made CBD vape products from companies like Naked and Blue Label. They're, you know, under the current situation, I'm sure they're going to be getting back to their more regular practices very, very soon. But as of now, you can pull up and someone will come out, take your order, and you don't have to get out of the car. You can just continue to be lazy and treat it like a drive-thru, which is essentially what it is right now. It's a drive-thru vape shop. So that is in uh, downtown Soldatna, across the street from the Soldatna Creek Park. All right, shout out to AK-49 Martial Arts, Bang Muay Thai, Mountain Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and many, many more. Well, I say many, many more, but I think that's about the extent of 
what all is there. Uh, they are located in the Peninsula Center Mall. Your coaches are available for coaching and their methods may have changed a little bit due to the current regulations. For more information, you can find AK-49 Martial Arts on Facebook as well as at AK-49 Martial Arts on Instagram. All right, the Schnitzel Bomber, located on the corner of K Beach and Poppy, rated 5 out of 5 on Facebook. The special this week is... Dun, 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 dun. It's a Reuben. It's a hot pastrami sandwich with 2,000 Island dressing. What is 2,000 Island dressing, you may be asking? That is an extra, a free, absolutely free extra 1,000 Islands in your dressing. 2,000 Islands. Do you know any place that has 2,000 Islands? No. You don't. Just this dressing. And so you should enjoy it. Make your way over to the Schnitzel Bomber. They're on the corner of K Beach and Poppy. Get your hands on a hot pastrami sandwich, a.k.a. the Schnitzel Bomber Reuben, and enjoy all 2,000 of those islands on your dressing. It's delicious. I had it the last time they had it, and it's good. I'll go back to it. Again, I have zero problem with uh, sacrificing whatever I'm looking forward to uh, health-wise so that I can get my hands on a hot pastrami sandwich with lots of really good... Homemade sauerkraut. Sauerkraut's cool. I like sauerkraut. It's good for your stomach. Give you that, that living food, that fermented good stuff. Now, they also have $5 mashed potatoes, shanka schnitzel, and sauerkraut sundaes. So you can get all of the best stuff they've got for five bucks in a cup. It's delicious. Also, they've got bread pudding every day, fresh bread pudding. It's always something different. I think the last one I had was a chocolate peanut butter thing in the jigger. It was delicious, and my kids stole some. Can't really complain. All right, get yourself a gift card and call in. That's right. I recommend calling in nowadays because people are learning about the Schnitzel Bomber and you don't want to hang out behind some dude's, I don't know, Chevy Suburban or like my Chevy Suburban or my 07 Highlander. Either one of those. You don't want to get stuck behind them because I get in these long conversations about how awesome they are. And you don't want to get stuck behind that because you're going to get to experience how awesome the Schnitzel Bomber actually is when you pull your sweet ass after you let the, your, your sweet ass. You took your sweet ass from the Iron Asylum. Now you're taking your sweet ass over to uh, the Schnitzel Bomber to get some dang good food. Recommend it for everybody. Recommend it for strangers. Recommend it for loved ones in from out of town. Recommend it for everybody. Get yourself over to the Schnitzel Bomber. Have some really good food. By the way, solid recommendation for you. This is a very strong recommendation. I'm very, I mean this. If you're going to get something from the Schnitzel Bomber, don't plan anything else for the rest of the day because you're going to sleep. All right? There's no two, three, four ways about it. You are going to you're going to rack out. I don't care how much coffee you drink. You can head down to the brew, which by the way, the brew also on K Beach, very very cool. They've got ice cream milkshakes. I don't know what else you'd put in there, but they put cold brew. You could put cold brew in your milkshake. It's delicious. Delicious. Changes everything about it. But perhaps you could, I don't know, you could counteract the two. It would be like drinking a, a Red Bull and then smoking pot. You have a, you have something that's going to bring you up. You have something that's going to bring you down. And they just meet in the middle uh, for a, a gastric experience. And you just roll with it. All right. Ladies, gents, others, hot mess.
interesting Talladega Nights trivia, not necessarily Tal Talladega Nights, but uh, John C. Riley, played uh -huh. Cal Naughton, was also in Days of Thunder. Huh. I just watched that. Like, of course, Netflix, right? They're Netflix? Anyway, Brandy and my wife and I watched it the other day, and I was like, hey, that's him, yeah. So I, I didn't know wow. that until many, many years later. Like, like, the dog. And then there's, there's John C. Riley. Talladega Nights. And in, in, in uh, Days of Thunder, which, by the way, as far as racing movies go, I, mean, I would say that Talladega Nights is probably a better racing movie. Yeah, I like it quite a bit. It's really cool. Um, it's really cool. But interesting, Tom Cruise, though, is he has a movie coming out in conjunction with NASA. They're actually going to be shooting it uh, at part of uh, part of it at the space station. Which is he going to the space station? Apparently, yeah. So wow, that's I kind of saw something about that, but I didn't read into it. He I thought, is? Well, yeah. So there, there, it implied that he was going to shoot part of the movie in the space station. Wow. Yeah. That's so that's money if you do that. That's where we're at. But if you get into conspiracy theories, and Tom Cruise is at the heart of a bunch of them, oh yeah, um, then then if you're a person that believes that the Earth is flat or that space isn't real and that we live in a dome, then this is this is all the evidence you need. <laughs> like, in, in a very real way, like I like all through all of this from like from the very beginning of, of COVID until 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 I found about that. I brought this little like conspiracy chub going the whole time. Right? Like, like what is going on? I don't. Something feels weird. It's it's <laughs> like it was like going through conspiracy puberty. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, My body is changing. But then, <laughs> but then I saw that and I was like, "Oh, it, it all makes perfect sense. None of this is real. None of this is real. We're living in a simulation." <laughs> see, and all the UFOs are leaving. Here's something interesting. Did you guys see all the stuff about since China shut down and everything, like the ozone layer kind of repairing itself? Yeah. Oh, it did. It did. And also, like you know, every, like you could see through LA and all that stuff. You know, all the air was clear. Well, it's walking in behind my apartment in Soldatna. And it was so quiet and peaceful. And I called my wife. I was like, it just seems like like it's, everything's more clean. Like, and I don't know if it's because it's happened globally that everything seems more just better as far as the environment goes. Oh, then we well, lost. If you, well, if you ever look at California right now, pictures of that, it's like the smog's gone. Yeah, it's gone. And that's what LA I'm saying. has never it, had the smog that's gone. affecting our whole Earth. Well, you look at uh, Venice. You know? Venice is, I think, the perfect example. They have uh, fish, you know, going through the canals. They had, I guess, uh, dolphins swimming oh. through the canals nice. in Venice. It didn't um, take long, did it? Mm -mm. That's what I'm saying. Nature will come back. If you, you can literally chill out find, for a month. Use, use this as a test example of what can be done to tell people to stay the fuck goddamn home for fucking a month. Yeah, the world's about to die. Stay home for a couple months. Yeah, let's reset you know? this shit a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. And but most of us tapped out at two weeks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's be really, really real about it. Like, yeah, I um, got way more creative. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, same, I, same my house is all really clean. My my output went up as well. Um, started doing a whole bunch of new things, doing things mm -hmm. I hadn't uh, in a way that I hadn't done them before. Um, maybe the same thing, but I'm doing them in a in a way that I wasn't fucking with video for certain. Like I, I hadn't I hadn't uploaded much in the way of video. No, you're busy doing what you were yeah, doing. I started studying oh, yeah. compression now and I got shit less for recording. And I, I have you more money now on that because I, yeah. I I'm a manager at Walmart. Yeah. And somebody tested positive there, and I got yeah. out of there because my wife has diabetes, so yeah. I got out of there. And I've been I go back Monday, but awesome. And so I went on unemployment, and I make two and a half times as much money. And it's not right. I'm being on unemployment, and I did work in there. 
I have more money now than I've ever had in my life. Oh, dude, that's, a lot of people. It's fucking ridiculous. It's just not right. But I mean, I'm not going to turn it down either. It's like, are you are you kidding me? Same thing. Well, same thing. Thousand dollars a week. I don't want to come back. I like this. I'll work on my guitar playing. I work with special needs. I take them. My job is to take them into the community to go and do things with them. Well, that got cut out, so I went on unemployment. Been getting that. And then my wife, she's been working delivering meals. Like she's the head of the transportation for the Canadian She's been the head of that, and so they had to get meals to all the elders for the Canadian seat. And so they were like, well, we'll give you extra money per hour, like $10 raise per hour to do this, you know? And then wow. so and plus, like, we're, we have more money now than we had before. And plus, you know, we're not going so anywhere, we're not driving, and gas prices went down. I filled my truck up with $22. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. My truck. Yep. Not great for the oil, oil companies right now. Four years no. ago, it was $65. So let me just say what I've been saying since the oil market began to tank. A, take more road trips to go see people you love. You can do that now. It's not mm-hmm. going to cost you yeah. an arm and a leg to go True. see somebody that you yeah. care about in Fairbanks. It's not going to cost me 100 bucks to top off my tank of a truck like it was True. at one point. So, But, yeah. but here's no the shit, flip side yeah. of that, though, Mark, is how much of the market, how much of that oil market was artily, artificially inflated so mm-hmm. that you had to pay $100 every time you, you know it. It's it is because of the salaries, because uh, I worked in oil for, for a long time. It's, it's, it's evil. And, the, and the, I mean, there's it's executives evil. making way, way more money than the roustabouts and mm-hmm. stuff. They're making it's a fucking joke. $70, $80 an hour. $150,000 plus a year employees, man. And they're, all, Tons they're of them. And, they, and it's all gone now. Oh, I feel so sad, so sad for them. I don't feel bad for the, uh, I the airlines. I don't feel bad for the airlines at all. No. Every time that I pay, have to pay the shit out of us. fifty bucks, yeah. fifty extra bucks for your uh, bag for for a bag mm-hmm. only for my seat to get smaller. Oh, it's a joke. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, I don't yeah. don't feel ridiculous. bad. For Except for now, we don't have an airline here other than Grant. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but but Raven sucked before, so it's not. They like, did. They were so. I remember when Mark Air was here, and he would at, at night if you just would walk on like at three in the morning, I remember, you could I go to Anchorage and back. Yeah, it was twenty dollars. Yep, I remember that. That was in early early nineties. Twenty dollars to fly mm-hmm. to Anchorage. Now Raven Air was one hundred and fifty or so. Something. It was. Something I came so back on Raven Air in one of those damn windstorms. Uh, was you can't knock those planes out, guys. Jesus man. Christ! I, I just put on some Steve Vai and <laughs> smiled did, 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 like did, this might be it. Did you say it was, Grant or Raven? No, I've been I've been a seventy Raven. mile an hour winds up in those planes, planes so. and yeah, you can't scary. knock them out. Look, I'm happy you weren't on Grant. I know that would probably would have died. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've flown Grant. What I liked about flying Grant was like it was like any scene in Indiana Jones where you had to get on a plane. Like I felt like I was stepping back like, into the chickens. <laughs> My last flight on Grant, dude. I we got done playing the bow. I was going headed headed to Phoenix, and I was really hungover. If you're ever hungover and flying to and Phoenix, you, especially, like, you have, you oh, yeah. like you're you're. Uh, anyways, I was like getting the full on fucking anxiety attack, dude. Like I'm, I can't my throat's closing off. I can't breathe. I'm like, and it was going all over the fucking place. Finally, I touched ground. I was like, like thank God, I made it. What is it about like, I'm Phoenix? I'm never flying again. Something always goes wrong when you go to Phoenix. <laughs> I don't know why that is. I, I, had, a, I had a great trip. I had my daughter horrible place. We're going down to uh, Florida, and I had my we landed in Phoenix. And it was hot as fuck. And we had to well, sit yeah. out on that tarmac for like an hour. And I had my daughter. She's like one hot. years old. She's on my chest. She's just die out here. Just drenched. And I was True. Get away from that's like camera. dangerous for a, yeah, for a it was baby. Bad. Like that's not. It was bad. And, 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 you know, yeah, it was bad. In the summertime in Phoenix, if you're 
if your car, if your air conditioning breaks down, you're in serious trouble. Circuitry in here. Like real, pretty quick. Yeah, I heard it. You really are. So one of one of my experiences in the military, the only thing that really kind of like relates to that being stuck on the tarmac was like we would fly, you know, we'd fly from from one time as Las Vegas to Al Qatar, which is like a 20-hour flight. Uh, but then once you land in Qatar or Kuwait or wherever you land and it's 150 degrees in the middle of the night, now you have to unload all of the luggage from the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Which is dripping wet. You're done. You're already toast. Yeah. You're, you're but already you've toast. been in a plane for 20 hours. Mm-hmm. You can't breathe. Like, you're, you're excited to be outside, out on the tarmac breathing. Sure. But, like, you know, like, it just now gets warm. To, now move gear. Now move all of the gear. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and don't lose track of it. What? Um, so, uh, I'm here with Hot Mess. I'm here with Ryan, Scott, Mark. Uh, thank you very much for, for your time. I do appreciate that. Time is, time is the ultimate currency. I appreciate any of yours. Um, we're recording this on a Thursday. Let's talk about what's happening tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, Hot Mess album release party. Virtual online album release party via the powers of... Facebook and perhaps maybe Instagram Live. Um, just Facebook. Just Facebook. Um, let, let's talk about this a little bit. Um, during this, the, the, the last six weeks, uh, however long it's been, maybe a year, I'm not sure, most of 2020, um, we've been under uh, like a quarantine. Your, your show's been canceled. Your last show was March 14th, if I'm not mistaken, correct? I think. That yeah, is right. I, I think, uh, was that Parker's? No, yeah. that was uh, St. Patrick's Day. Show at the Main Street. At Main Street. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, that was the last time we played. Did you play Jump Around? Seems like should that have. should still be a. If you're <laughs> playing on St. Patty's Day, like you should pack it up, pack it in, and yeah. begin. Let it begin. <laughs> Let it begin. Um, by the way, that song celebrated its 28th anniversary this week. Okay. Wow, wow that's a good. Song. Now, now I know I feel really young. That's awesome. I don't know how you know that. <laughs> um, so. Um, was the album release planned for this specific date anyway, or was this something no. you adjusted to on the fly? It was no. before this, right? It was well before this. Yeah, I don't know the exact date, but... It was the end of March. Well, we were supposed to do at Parker's. Yeah, yeah. we were going to start to do the release there. Have the release party at Parker's, right? Yep, and everything got put on hold, so... Yeah. So what made you decide um, to do it online? Well, we were going to do it online before, but we wanted to wait till it was a little bit safer. And we just now feel like it's right now is the right time to do it. We decided to do it online. Uh, because of the COVID thing. Yes. That's, that's what it came down to right there. You know, maybe we would have done a broadcast or something later had this not happened. But that's why we're doing it online now. It is only, I mean, it's, we had a little bit of time on our hands, and um, a lot of bars that we normally frequent have all been put out of business, and employees, which I, you know, some of them luckily, you know, like some people duck in or whatever, they're delivering food now to make up for lost wages, but that's nothing compared to what they're losing with tips. I mean, a lot of those girls and, and guys that are bartenders, that's how they make their money. It's not the hourly wage that's getting them through, so they're losing a lot of money, so we figured anything we could do to help the bars that we frequent, which is Main Street Tap and Grill, the Vagabond, Four Royal Parkers, the Place, and Main Street. And, and uh, did I say Main Street? Yeah, you did. And the Duck Inn. 
So, but those five bars, you know, those are the main ones that we play here, the Key Nestle-Dotton area, and, and they're always there for us, and they book us, and we love playing there, and um, it's Don't kinda, forget the Alibi and Homer. Let's yeah, yep. Play there. Totally. Yeah. Great so, wings. But yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah Nelson does killer. Speaking of which, I need to send him a CD. <laughs> um, he, he, he donated, and you can already donate right now. We have it all set up on, um, basically, I, I did an event. Uh, through Hot Mess, it has the link that you can do, but also you just go to my Mark Gage, which is super easy to do, and it has a, an actual um, donation thing right there. It's a fundraiser, and we're, we set a goal of $6,000. Um, we're far from that right now, but I don't think a lot of people realize that you can already donate right now. So, um, but tomorrow night's showtime, 7 p.m., we're gonna we're gonna be playing for two, do a two-hour concert. We're gonna play our whole our whole CD, our our five song EP that we wanted to do at Parker's. That you know, sadly, we're doing it virtually, which we will still do an actual real one. But um, basically, it's all when uh, when Eddie and and all the bars say we're doing it. So we now, get the green light. Now, have you heard anything about a rumored date when uh, bars will be opened up? Never. Uh, actually, tomorrow night. Friday night, um, we actually got approached by, um, it would have been uh, the place. Um, Grant asked us if we, we wanted to do this at his place, and um, but we already set up here for the virtual thing. We didn't want to mess with that, and we're all dialed in here um, at home. So, but yeah, um, but we will. We'll definitely do, we're not, I'm pretty sure it's probably going to be Parker's because I, you know, Eddie and I definitely are close on, on that, and, and, and Parker's is one of our main places we play, so. That's where the CD release party will be happening. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the EP and how it came together. Um, who, who'd like to start off? I mean, starting off the um, off the top with Angels and Devils. Who like uh, who? Okay. <laughs> Brian. That, that was a song that I wrote uh, years ago, and it's I've been I've been working on it, recorded it several times, and uh, brought it to Scott and Mark, and they said let's do it. Yeah. And so that's how it came about. So, how many drafts and revisions? You I mean you said you've been working on it for probably a about years. five. Probably about five. That sounds about right. So you didn't go like Leonard Cohen deep with this because <laughs> Hallelujah had originally like a hundred and something verses. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm sure it'd be the thing you sang before you died. I don't. Like, that would be the last <laughs> yeah. song you you would ever sing. Yeah, because you'd run out of wow. breath. Um, so, was uh well. What was the catalyst for that song? Um, it was about, well, I was going through some changes in my life when it started. And um, it seemed like no matter what was going on, there, you know, something good would happen, something bad would happen. You know, it's like it was just going back and forth. You know, and, and so, and I saw a lot of that in uh, other people in my life also. It seemed like everyone was going through some kind of battles there, you know, between what you could say was good and evil. And um, so I thought, I'm going to write a song about this. Okay, so how do you define evil? Uh, you know, anything bad that's happening to you, you know, maybe even bad people, you know, doing harmful things. Blizzard people. Get it. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, lizard people. Lizard people. <laughs> no, you're familiar lizard with the, the, the Illuminati. That's, okay. Yeah. Right. Mark, you familiar with the lizard people? Um, not really. Okay. I'm missing out. Do I need <laughs> I, to, to uh, look into this? You, I would. That's I not would. the Anunnaki, right? Uh, no, not the, not the no, that's, Anunnaki. That's, yeah. that's no. Right. Okay. No, no. Yeah, like, I've had a lot of free time. I mean, maybe I should uh, look into yeah. that. Uh, yeah, look into lizard people, awesome. interdimen interdimensional shape shifting lizards. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You can see them on will. TV sometimes. Tonight. There yeah. are many. Uh, there are many carvings of uh, ancient. 
Yeah, they've got Stone, aliens uh, throughout uh, history. You go through to the which, Sumerians with the Anunnaki, which brings us to him. <laughs> <laughs> which also brings us to Scooby Doo, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's back. I guess a new one. Uh, I guess there's a new Scooby Doo coming, but uh, Scooby Doo also referenced the Anunnaki. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if it wasn't for those meddling kids. Yeah, we <laughs> we'd get to that other dimension. We. <laughs> Okay, so then moving on uh, to Metal Alien. Okay. All right, Scotty, tell That's, me about Metal Alien. Okay. <laughs> so that one, I I watch the show Ancient Aliens all the time. As you should. And uh, if you watch that show, the the proof of aliens is pretty overwhelming to me uh, when I watch it. It and I just wrote a song about it. And uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, Pretty sure that they've been here a long time ago, and they're probably still here. I know people think I'm crazy, but I'm pretty sure that they've been here the whole damn time. I, I they may not even be aliens; they might be us from a long time ago, uh, trying to help us out. Uh, so I kind of feel like we're them and they're us at the same time. There's like good and bad aliens so for I, sure. Yeah. I, I I don't know why why it's been such a big secret. Why they try to cover all that up? Because I think we can handle it. <laughs> you know, if they go, you know what? There are aliens. <laughs> you know, so I, I don't think we're all going to go. Really? No way. <laughs> <laughs> I think what we're experiencing is is soft disclosure, right? So we have. Well, they're slowly letting it out, the, but it's pretty the obvious. Videos, they've been here a long time. Um, so. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that's it's incredibly obvious. Um, I think <laughs> to most people that there's there's it has to be some sort of inner uh, some extraterrestrial influence uh, in the way that our technology moves and that and. and just what what you would need to come from another planet, uh, another uh, habitable planet, galaxy, or whatever. To yeah, get here. or yeah. perhaps if they're if where they lived was destroyed somehow, and they're trying to perpetuate their species, which might be us. There's any <laughs> any number of things. I mean, you know, you have all kinds of you have the they live aliens, and then you have you know like then you have the alien nation aliens. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's weird, but I do believe that that we are. We're experiencing soft disclosure. I think we're an experiment. I think like aliens yep. come here. It's, uh, it's kind of like when when we go into the rainforest and we look at ants, you know, and we look at frogs and stuff. I think that we're the ants and frogs to these aliens. Well, huh. yeah, it wouldn't shock me. I mean, like we're we're like a petting zoo. <laughs> like if 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 they're like they're like those assholes. If they got. They've got monkeys behind bars. We're going to keep them in bars they don't know they have. Ha, ha, ha. We're going to come and we're going to pick on them, everyone. So we're going to put things in their butt. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's fucked up. Yeah, you have kids putting uh, fi- like um, uh, firecrackers in bullfrog's asshole. What do you think that is? And it's aliens doing the same thing. And it's, yeah. And it happens in the South where you might run into someone who would put a, a stick of dynamite in a bullfrog's ass. Or the cattle stuff that's going on. Yeah. Okay, so the cattle stuff is it gets really interesting. The Skinwalker um, Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. Did you did yeah. you did you see the Skinwalker Ranch documentary? I've seen lots of them, and okay. uh, and I know that they've found cattle that have been cut with all the blood drained out of them with laser no, precision. No blood, precision around yeah. no blood around it. No bones in them. It's like. What you know? We don't have the technology to do that, so obviously something weird going on there. So Jeremy um, Jeremy Corbin uh, did a documentary, uh, like search through Skinwalker Ranch, uh, and he did it. It wasn't very good, but somehow he was allowed to do the um, the Bob Lazar documentary. Right. Like I, that is. Yeah. So Bob Lazar, are you familiar with Bob Lazar? Uh-huh, I am. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. 
Um, he did Area the Bob 51. Lazar documentary that's on Netflix, which is a whole other bag of shit. Um, <laughs> that would absolutely take away from the album. But yeah, um, I don't know, Mark, are you, are you an Aliens guy? No. No, I'm not. I, 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 mean, I, I think it's fascinating. I'm sure they're, they're among <laughs> us, but I'm not something I sit around and watch that much. I mean, that's just... You have nothing but time on your hands. Like, <laughs> I, I know. I, I should make you more should time really... to quit making beats and uh, pay more attention to aliens. Well, <laughs> all I'm saying is you could do both. I mean, we live in the we live in the time of the yeah. internet. You could show it, shove a TV up here, uh, have it on uh, and uh, on uh, closed captions, read and work on drums. <laughs> I'd rather watch Seinfeld. By the way, he's got a, uh, a new special on, I've seen that. on Netflix. I started watching it yeah. uh, last night. Pretty is good. he wearing a puffy shirt? No, he he, <laughs> he looks good. He's, he's well dressed, good. All doing all dapper. That's it's the best show. All super fun. To me. Yeah, it's a great show. Um, I love it. All right, so what about Anthem? Oh, okay. All right, that one. I wanted to write a song that was catchy, in that everybody could sing to. Looking to sell kinda out. Kind of like, like. Uh, kind of like Journey. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the song. Na, 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 na. Love and time squeezing. Yeah, kind of like that. And then at this, when I was working at Walmart, this little girl was humming to sing, and I was like, what is that? This little three, four-year-old girl. And I went home, and I matched what she was humming on my acoustic, and then I came up with that song. So you stole it from a little girl? I totally did. Everything's stolen. <laughs> I did. No, no idea is original. Uh, yeah. They're still out there. They're just rare. I, you'd have to create something new and uh, something incredibly new to think of something to add to that I guess yeah. yeah there's there's probably no chord progression in the world that has not been done already uh, you know honestly with music being thousands of years old there's it's probably hard nothing to, it's hard to find done. well it's like so uh, uh, you can switch it up a little bit here and there but uh, overall a lot of, most of it's been done mm-hmm. uh, well it's it's like boxing or, or combat sports there's only so many things that you can do there are only so many combinations that, that you can put together I mean, you're, it's, it's an art in how you put them together. The art is how you, you, you put all the combinations together, yeah. uh, whether it's music or, or whether it's kickboxing. And to me, because and, and, and like, I've told these guys this a lot of times, is a, a good song is like, I want every song to be catchy and good, but like if you're in your car and the radio's on low and, you, and something catches your ear and you turn it up, and you go, hey, what's that? You turn it up, that's yeah. a good song right there. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, whether you like it or not, it caught your ear. So if you turn it up, and that's how I want all our songs to be, is just like that. I know that sounds crazy, but that's my crazy mind thinking out loud. <laughs> it works. That's all right. So um, think out loud. When you get when when he comes to you and I, with when Ryan or Scotty come to you and I with an idea yeah. or with a riff, um, how do you? What's your first step? Like, are you listening to where to put, where you would put drums, or are you thinking, how can I put this on pace, or, or keep it, it in suck? time? <laughs> um, does it suck? <laughs> what can I make it? What can I do to really make it sucks. suck less? It, it, Get out of here with it that can be challenging. I mean, even with Anthem in, in the beginning, is trying to find out what what to put. Yeah, that was di- tough. Di- dynamically and. You know, it evolves. You know, I think it's uh, a lot of it's us rehearsing together, and and, and with a, pretty much a lot of songs we did, there were ones that we just our rehearsal actually was doing them, performing them live, and just making them better and better. And then I and then I would you know think about what I did that night, and just like lay in bed sometimes and go, what could I do to make it better? Or like 
the, the ending or, 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 or put a stop here or, you know, just like l just little things to make it make it catchier more dynamic rhythmically and stuff like that. And uh, they just evolve and it's fun. We love it. Yeah, and a lot of times too, man, uh, we all have day jobs and then, you know, and then we have to play on the weekends. So it's really hard to practice. So we're always a lot of times, man, these songs when we're playing them uh, is when we are playing for the bars on the weekend. Yeah. And it's like, let's try this. Yep. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of gutsy. Uh, so we're it's, doing it's it a little live, risky. live on the raw. It, right it's there. a little risky. Cause, yeah. you know, you, you could, you're only as good as your last performance. So, you know, if we if we bomb on it, like the bar may go, hey, man, we don't want you here anymore because you guys, that stinks. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to, you, you, you know, you got to take a chance and, Try to do it because we don't get a chance to practice that much when we're all working. We're, not as much right as now we're not like working. To. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it, it, it's a tough deal. <laughs> so you guys don't get to do um, a lot of improvisation when you guys are, are up there playing. Oh no, I <laughs> yeah. I, what's the correct answer here? <laughs> no, I, I, I experiment all the time up there. But, uh, I play it safe a lot of times, but every now and then. I'll, I think that when we're learning a new song, especially one that we've written, there's probably a lot of improvisation yeah. live. Like there you know, is. and Mark and I will bounce stuff off each other as we're going. You know, at the drums and bass we're going, and yeah, and um, it, get, get it close. Like he'll do a roll, and so that sounded cool. And so maybe the next time it comes around, where we get that roll in, maybe in the, during that same time of playing that song, it we'll goes hit the it, other way. It goes you know, the other way too. Like that. Yeah, where we'll try something, and then we'll like, well, that fucking sucked yeah <laughs> <laughs> I won't do that again you know <laughs> how often has that happened where like right off the bat you know a song is either a keeper or oh that's yeah, all, all the time because we learn we learn cover tunes all the time too where we were doing a we'll, song we'll, called we'll, broken is a good example and we oh, yeah. played it in the garage a few times and we decided no scrapped it just didn't work for this band just wasn't and there's cover tunes do like that where like where you think you can sing it and then you play it live it's like yeah, you know what? <laughs> Maybe not. Because we don't want to do anything where we just sound like a bunch of dumbasses up there. Yeah, where you do a song, because we're a three-piece band, and there's songs that are just, you know, like, for example, Queen. You don't want to try a Queen song. Well, yeah, no. Because it's just, it, it's it's not going to sound unless, like... Unless, unless you're flying in tracks, which, you know, you'll, you'll see a lot of cover bands doing... And I've, I've been in that situation where I played, you know, another band called Nine Spine years ago, and, and we had 13 number of songs, and our set list were, were tracks, you know, and it's just like one, two, three, four, go to a click track. And and when we started Hot Mess, you know, we'd, all, we'd play together tough enough for years, stuff like that, and we were always all about the actual live performance and not flying in any tracks and figure out how to make it sound good with three guys. I mean, l listen to Jimi Hendrix and his, some of his old stuff and like that. And it's like, those are three guys and, and they're doing it right there. Yeah, we're, we're, and we're, we're doing listen, a lot of like, cover Listen tunes. to Cream. I mean, listen to a lot of old rock and roll and it, it's like, it's actually happening in front of you right now. It's 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 live. And, and you know, sometimes while I like to watch bands that don't do that and, and I, I just to see how they recover from maybe it was a mistake or whatever, it, it's, it's, it's live. It's true. Yeah. So um, when you listen to a song, because um, you guys you guys do uh, covers as well, are there particular songs that you know if you're thinking we're gonna let's let's add this one to our set list? Like, are there specific things about the song that that you listen for? Like, oh, yes. I, that's that's for me. I, yes. Okay. What do you got? Te oh, tempo. First of all. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. okay, so when you 
when you're playing in a bar band, you're playing three, four, or five sets maybe, and they're 45 minutes long. And generally, you go from song to song to song, and there's, you're gonna have a slow song every now and then in there, but for the most part, you want people to dance. So the tempo has gotta be up-tempo on, on most of them. 120, man. Yeah, and, 120. Gotta be and then you don't want too many songs that are medium-tempo songs where they can't dance slow or fast on them. You, you, so right there, that eliminates a lot of songs right there. You mm -hmm. don't want songs that are medium-tempo. So you want cool songs that are fast or slow, and you only play, what, two, three slow songs a night, maybe at the most. Yep. And it, it also depends on how many people are in the bar when you start. So if the bar's dead when you start, which a lot of times it is, you start off with Somewhere. something Your mid-tempo songs. Uh, yeah, yeah you know, we just, like, we're just like, kind of uh, jamming and it's kind of like we're, we're background noise, if you will. You're warming up. Yeah, like we Mary, are. Like Mary James' Last Dance is a, is a good example. That's a good song to start with because it's not really dance. I mean, it's not really slow. It's not really fast. It seems kind of dangerous to start with you know, like the last dance of anything at the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've done it a lot. We do. <laughs> That's we like to one. live. Yeah. Ironically, <laughs> it, it works out. Yeah, it works fine. We like to live. Well, it's Tom Petty, so it's cool. So yeah, uh, yeah. Tom Petty was he, he was, was just a, cool. he made cool music. Yeah, it's cool. Um, he was a hit maker, hit yeah. machine. Yeah. But but they didn't suck. Like that was yeah. that's the that's no, the, awesome. the, the flip yeah. side is he made I, I think he made music intentionally for you to drive. To. Like it's, sure. there's just yeah. straight ahead driving music. This is what I would want to hear if I was in a, uh, a Corvette yeah. on on I ninety five uh, going one hundred and ten miles an that's, hour. Mm -hmm. That's funny. I, oh, so I was like running down a dream. Yeah, we were. We were Tina and I were on our honeymoon last year, and we were uh, coming. From, we were driving from San Francisco to Sonoma to wine country. And somehow I got on a, on a Spotify list or whatever, and it was all Tom Petty driving down the whole way, which was like a little over hour drive. It was kind of cool. It driving is. music. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I just left it there. Like, this is cool. Sometimes you, you have to do that. You come across something, a, a good playlist on, on Spotify or iTunes or whatever, yeah. you just kind of got to The list found me. It's, sometimes it bees like that. The Beatles are always good for that, too. Yeah. For driving? Oh, yeah. I love the Beatles. <laughs> See, they were okay. So I was born in '80, so they were like way, way before my time. Like I, I first really caught into the Beatles like when I was like 15 or 16 when they started doing those re-releases, mm -hmm. um, those, 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 the, the three compilations that each one had a new song. Um, I was kind of like that was how I got into them. So it like it was the time before I could drive, and then I've never really tried to plug into like Sgt. Pepper's since. Then. That's when music changed. Was that album? Well, I, I mean, I understand the, the production. I got into the George Martin production side of it. Like, that dude's that's a fucking genius. That's what effects... I mean, they created delay and reverb and all that. I mean, that was the band that did they all were first. They were the first band. They were together, yeah. They, mm -hmm. And then they had orchestras background and, and stuff. And that album, that all started. So they started all that. That's why I admire them so much. And the songwriting was pretty good. Too. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those guys could play a little bit. <laughs> I've heard anyway, but <laughs> but they were a band that got a lot of practice. I mean, they were they were stuck in Hamburg for years, just mm -hmm. toiling away. Well, I'm in, sure in the they, they were playing dives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw the Stephen Dorff movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. 
Oh, Stephen Dorf. Stephen <laughs> Dorf. That's a that's a pretty unfortunate name for a dude that's Dorf. like that handsome. Um, I'm Stephen Dorf. Because if it doesn't because if it doesn't work out for you being handsome, like if he was Stephen Dorf and he was like not a handsome dude, he he would have died a virgin. Yeah, it just wouldn't happen. Was, uh, <laughs> like, Hi, I'm Stephen Dorf. Um, <laughs> he would have changed his name, but he, he worked out well. Like he's got you know we'll we'll get past the name. We're not gonna call him like Steve Mc. McLovin or something. Right? <laughs> He's gonna call him. Gonna let him keep. He should have changed his name. What's he doing now? Uh, I don't know. Right? I don't know. Yeah. I, last last I saw him, he was in the crowd at a UFC fight, and, then, and I think he was. I think he was sitting next to Pamela Anderson. If that if that gives oh. you an idea of how long ago it was. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, it was like 06, I think oh, was the last yeah. time I saw him. At if your name is Stephen Dorff and you're sitting next to Pamela Anderson, then you've done pretty well. You're not doing too bad. I might have just been hanging out. I don't know. This is, is that Pamela Anderson now. Well, this is 2006, so like yeah, so in between 2007, the yeah, mi middle Pam. Yeah, not Pamela lives in, in Europe now. She's married to some artist guy. Drop when well, she was dropping off food for uh, um, Julian Assange. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Food. They watch. They watch, <laughs> and they were being watched. It was. Um, that was a, that's a weird thing because he was he was being so heavily surveilled when he was at the Ecuadorian embassy that um, apparently there is a the um, the British government have a video of Pamela Anderson using the body. Wow. I bet they did. <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet they did. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's a national security. Yeah. I've been watching Julian Assange shit here for three years. This is the payoff. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, like some dickhead was like trading it on thumb drives too. Like some guy that worked at like the NSA was like, "Oh, you know he I, was." I, I got, I got videos of Pam going number two. Hey man, you know you answer. want it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Next song. We don't see, we don't see Pam doing number two. I'm good. I am. You know, She's she's a she's a woman and everybody poops. At least that's what the book says. That's true. All right. uh, radioactive. Well, that that's uh, that's cover. the only cover. That's the only cover we did on the album, and uh, because we're obviously, you know, big uh, Magic Dragon fans, and that's one of the best cover songs that we actually play is that one. Yep. And I just feel like a, I'd, yeah, I'd say we just thought that that was a good one to cover. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Yeah. And, and, and well said. I, I love I, I I love those guys. Well, they have a very big sound, so I'm interested to hear it stripped down. Yeah, we do for for yeah. a three piece band compared to what they have on stage. Which when I saw them on the college football championship last year, they had seven or eight people up there. Yeah. Um, oh, gaggle. It's pretty pretty big sound <laughs> for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and the last track, great. Oh, that goes yeah. way back. Way that is back. an old, old yeah. song, and I don't really know what my motivation was on that one. The first time I ever heard that song, though, too, was you were still playing Lynx, and you had like a like a uh, like a little uh, four track recording of you, of you doing. I did, and I remember, and you were playing the Cat Mine. The Cat Yes, I remember. I was influenced by Hazy Shade of Winter. That song, I think the Bangles did. The Bangles, that. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I and I just thought of I think the ba Bangles re like that. did that. I think that was a song before the Bangles even, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Really old song. True. Yeah. yeah, it is. But old. I, that, that's and I just, it's just like uh, not wanting the summertime to go away. 
And why is summer summer's ending and why? We did a long stint at a, at a bar, um, the casino in. Uh, we were the house band. We were the house band there, and that's where we kind of perfected that song or, or played that yeah. song till we felt like we had it the way we wanted it. That's how we learned. That's that. we on stage in front. That of That song's people, actually very old. Doing it on the fly. Yeah, that song is about twenty-five years old. It's a long song. So. The EP is sort of a, a precursor, like a sampler for for the for album, the actual album. Yeah. So, album. Um, how uh, how many songs do you have written thus far? Well, uh, there's those. <laughs> well, except for Radioactive. I mean, I mean, we're we're continually writing songs at, at, at every day. I, I, we I, have a couple on deck. Yeah, we do right know, now. Yeah. So that's. Yeah, we do. We do. There's not. We, there's not. Done yet. Why I said to you guys, it's called. Uh, the working title's Ride With Me. Yeah. So that's Ride. And there's, I got Scotty's Dead coming up. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, so we, gotta we will be ready for the studio for the full album next winter. We're going to go back in and record with an amazing guy, Scott Q. Mary, local Sedona guy. He's actually not, from, he's actually from uh, uh, Nashville. Nashville, yeah. So he's, he's kind of, it's like a diamond in the rough, if you will, has his professional recording. He owns studio. Whitey's music on KB. Yeah, he owns Whitey's music. He thinks we're insane. <laughs> he thinks we're insane. He we're knows not. we're insane. <laughs> we're cool. But yeah, so, I mean, we kind of, for years and years, I mean, we've been a bar band. I mean, Scott, even before, I mean, I was still in high school, he was playing the Lynx, and I used to listen to his band when I was, like, you know, a teenager. And uh, anyways, long story short, I mean, all we've done what is... What are you trying we, to say? I, no, 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 you're young at heart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so we, we finally did... I, I met Scott and I was joking about that. Ah, yeah, we, we, he, he's like, you should come record at my studio. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then nothing ever happened. And then finally I said, no, you should really come record. And I told the guys and they're like, uh, I said, let's just do it. Let's just do it. I know we have at least five originals or, you know, and, and let's do an EP. Because if we don't do it, we're never going to do it. So we have our own stuff that we record on. And uh, yeah. so going into a studio was like, I was like, well, we don't really have to do that. But it was, it was worth it worth the, the the change and going in there and just being able to lay down your tracks go to and focus on the music not have to like try to do the the production job yourself yeah you know just let someone else take that you know it was just go in there and do it <laughs> it was awesome it was, yeah, it was tough we're kind yeah of tough. it was tough yeah and we, we did it on a you know a pretty low budget so, so i mean this right here from what we're that the ep we just released it, this is more almost like a live recording in the studio, recorded live. This is not all, all not on the grid. It's not on the grid. It's not overly pro tooled out, so everything is perfect. You know, there, there, there's little nuances that that you know us we, we know like ah, you know, but we wanted it that way because we just wanted to have a, more of a raw start as the beginning of our recording process. And I think we all can agree that we're going to go in with this the full album. It's it's going to be and it will be a lot of it on the grid. And um, it's gonna it's gonna be the next level. Well, to be uh, a game changer. I, <laughs> I don't I don't disbelieve you. So somewhere around his fourth or his fourth or fifth album, um, Kanye West decided to go to release an album using just eight oh eights and yeah. auto tune. Sure. Do you foresee something like that in your future, where you just go to an eight oh eight and auto tune mm-hmm. and and go the and, and then start doing Kanye West covers. Yeah. yeah, I don't see that happening. Maybe, maybe, maybe we could find some rap artist that... that maybe would, it was for fun. To, yeah, no, to, to, to maybe do 
something with with somebody that does do rap because I I mean I mean I like Lincoln Park and stuff like that which you know I've I've done Lincoln Park covers over the years and I think it was really cool when they came on the scene and Lynn Biscuit too I thought it was really cool you know rock and rap you know and and heavy and just you know we're gonna give Eminem a call also. Yeah, he's probably team. looking for some work right now. Yeah, he probably. Might, yeah, we'll help he's him. getting close to moving back in with a loved one. I mean, yeah, I, I got. I mean, I got extra, 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 extra spot in my treehouse. Yo, he could stay so. in the treehouse. Give Marshall a place to stay. Glamping, glamping, with M and M. Sounds like a Netflix series. Glamping with M and M. Today, M and M and I will be. In a five-story, nine-room treehouse in the Amazon. And we'll be part of his next album where he will make fun of us really bad. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, That's what he does. So looking forward, because eventually, eventually all like this too shall pass, and we'll be able to have. I think that the capacity is 50 for now at a bar, if I'm not mistaken. It's well, it's it's a, it's a quarter of your. Uh, of your capacity. One, now, so who actually checks 25% of... It, well, yeah, there's that. but And then, and actually, it, it's if you go on the states, whatever, it actually tells what the next phase and what the next phase. And so I don't know if it's going to go up to 50% capacity uh, in two weeks. I, I'd have to look at it. I don't know off the top of my head, but it's out there. My favorite thing about... Um about Parker's is that if you um, if you regularly attended Parker's like three times in the last year, COVID COVID is like the least of your worries, man. <laughs> you're, you're good like, to go. Yeah, like yeah. I, I go in there like you know a couple times a couple Eddie, times a quarter just to get my like a tetanus shot. You know, like it's I love it there. It's like yeah. it's it's kind of like swimming in the Nikiski pool. <laughs> Which, by the way. Here's something for for you guys and, and those of you with kids or grandkids that you might take to the Nikiski pool. Um, pool smell. It, chlorine has no smell. Your okay. pool should have no smell. Mm -hmm. Pool smell is the smell of urine uh, coming into contact with chlorine. Really? Yeah. So so the next time so you're in the Nikiski pool, chlorine. Oh my the gosh. next that <laughs> you were in the blue ring. You were in the blue ring. <laughs> That's messed they need up. The blue ring. So that's wow. So when you get home and your hair smells like chlorine, that's piss. That's you piss. basically it's in your pores, you man. You swimming in piss. Swimming hot in tub? the urine. Hot tub. Swimming in a hot mess. Um, yeah. And that's different. Swimming in a hot mess. And that's different. How? Right. <laughs> well, that's sad. Yeah. So there you go. I'm over. And the kiss over the wow. I can't. I that that thing's burnt. In yeah, the I can't back. go there now. Damn it. Well, you could, and you would <laughs> defeat death. So Nikiski, like that's another thing. Like Nikiski recorded zero illnesses over over the course of, of all of this, right? Uh -huh. And I think part of that is a, you have an immunity from the pool. You have an immunity from the pool, and you live so far out in the woods, like COVID doesn't want to fucking bother with you. Like, yeah, scared. Yeah. We're gonna leave them alone. They're gonna they're gonna stay turn, close to turn, places. Turn, with this, thing stick, right? turn this thing around. Turn this thing around. It has an aversion to math. Cold is scary. Um, oh, Nikiski. <laughs> Nikiski's like Louisiana, though. Like it's it's like in the hey, summer. My dad, it's my dad swampy. lives out there. There's Nikiski. gigantic yeah. mosquitoes. He's, he's like way out there. Uh, you know, they've got like weird some weird folks out there and like weird creatures that you don't have anywhere else in the world. All of that exists in Nikiski. Nikiski. Wow, so <laughs> um, true. Yeah, Nikiski, like, I love Nikiski. I love going out to Captain Cook. It was always a good time. There's a lot of cool shit to do in Nikiski, 
but there is also at the same time nothing to do in Nikiski aside from go to the piss bowl. They got good pizza out there. They fucking do. Treehouse yeah. pizza. That's the best pizza I've ever had. Treehouse is really good. Oh, oh my god. god. And, then, and then Charlie's. It, yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's back yeah. open. So yeah. good. Very excited about yeah. that. Uh, now um, on pizza. I kind of want to go out right? to Nikiski, get some pizza, and talk some conspiracy theories. Like that was that, that was my perfect. favorite thing about uh, Charlie's was um, was going and learning about uh, sure. uh, about <clears throat> chemtrails. Which, oh, chemtrails. by the way, no planes, no chemtrails. So. <laughs> True. Yeah, that is interesting. I swear. All right. All right. Um, you guys have anything you want to add? Where's the album available? So people want to listen to this right now. They want to stream it. Where do <clears> they go? <throat> okay, so the only way you can do that right now is through SoundCloud. If you want to go that direction, okay. that's an easy way to do it. We have all this, all the five songs off the EP on there. Okay. If you want to acquire your personal <coughs> copy right now at this point in the game, you just get a hold of one of us in the band. Wait, I'm out of the loop. They can buy them off SoundCloud? No. Or stream them? No, streaming. He, they're, they're, oh. they're on there, but I, so you, you just go on your SoundCloud.com if you have an account there and, and you can listen you to You might them. be able to accept donations as well. Like I can accept sure. donations on my SoundCloud now through, through this. Awesome. This, we'll look into that for sure. Yeah. But so yeah, I mean, I mean, if you want a physical now. copy with the artwork that, that's done on there, and and it's, uh, like I said, it's the original copy right there. We have copies for sale. Yeah, we do have copies. Get a hold of us. Nine bucks. Hit us up on Facebook. Go to Hot Mess. Yep. Yeah. And once things open up, it'll be easier. We are, like I said, we're still going to do an actual, not virtual, but an actual CD release party, and it'll be at Parker's, and that'll be a great way, because right now with the EP, we're just kind of keeping it on the the more old school way of getting our music out there and and, and we're kind of saving the, the, the big thing for the, the full album. Word of mouth, hand to hands. Yeah, we're just kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, the, the other day, I uh, put the word out to friends and family. I was like, hey, have, you guys want to buy our CD? Yeah. And they're buying, you know, three or four. Yeah, I got all these friends. They've been yeah. waiting for this. You know, they yep. want, they want you know, your CD. So yeah. it was cool to see there's a small demand, you know, people. Yeah. We're really wanting and, you know, to see we might stuff. put the EP, you know, out there on the Spotify, uh, iTunes, and and might go that direction. But we're we haven't made a final decision on that yet, collectively with the three. So of cassettes us. are making a comeback. Just saying. I have all my high school ones up there, and 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 records. Yeah, oh, records I, I, I own a few records myself. And I even bought the extra cassette player right there, so that way I could uh, listen to all the old nostalgia. We should get a record. Oh, that's, a, that's a small one too. You can take that from room to room, and yeah, you never have to. It works. I want never to have one. to flip over. Well, I mean, you still have to flip over the tape. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. The the long forgotten people listening to an album from beginning to end. I think it's 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 a lost thing. With I, I mean, seriously, it's like to listen to the story that's being told. I don't know. It, it, it's like everyone, you know, since you know iTunes, Spotify, you listen to the one song or whatever, and then you don't listen to the whole album. When we had had records, when we had records and we had CDs, we'd just turn it on and and we would really, I don't know, it it became a part of us. Check out song four on there, man. The middle of that, the bridge is killer. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of thing. You don't get that anymore. Well, there's a different Because everyone's just listening to the song that they're fed. Yeah, you know. it's, you don't even get me started on well, that. Well, that's kind yeah. of, the, that, I mean, that part hasn't changed. But what I think um, what I think has changed is, like, A, artists stop making full albums, right? They make, sure. they singles. make singles. They make they make uh, four singles and then, like, seven songs that are filler. Like, these are the other songs. Um, you know, but it's either that or um, a lot of artists are going with the, the shorter EPs 
because uh, in order you're still getting paid the same. You're still getting paid mm-hmm. the same per stream mm-hmm. if the song is two minutes or if the song is eight minutes. Yeah. If the e if the EP is uh, five songs, six songs, seven songs, eight songs, it makes it easier to listen to. You can get through a record in a day, but you're also paying ten dollars a month for mm-hmm. your for your iTunes or to for your Spotify. Yeah. Um, so, um, like from from the fans' perspective, like it's almost it's almost. Why would you spend the extra forty-five minutes listening to the rest of the song or the rest of the album if most of what you heard is okay at best? It's two mm-hmm. minutes long and exists right. to be two minutes of and your life. I think it's kind of like True. if you can write one hit and then you know put out a full album of songs, but you know, you really have only this one target song. I for for me, I mean, I think that's great for the artist, you know, because they get you know popularity off that one song. But I mean, I'd rather hear albums like that have. Or that have really good songs, you know, bands that have song after song after song that are good are kind of hard to come by nowadays, in my opinion. I, I don't, I, I'm not going to argue that one. I think that it's it's become harder for, um, it's more, it's, it's still expensive to record an album for a band, um, because you've still got to coordinate, make time for four, five, six people, and you're all on an agreed-upon time schedule that costs X amount of dollars to recording. Mm-hmm. The guy engineering your record isn't doing it for free. Mm-hmm. He's got to be compensated for his time because he's a fucking pro and he's doing the shit you don't want to do. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it becomes easier. I think what what it looks like record companies are doing is they're signing the single individual artist because keeping four people or three people or five people or seven people happy mm-hmm. is kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. Sure. So you so you end up with Billie Eilish and her brother. You know? Yeah. And that's yeah. It. And that's it. Yeah. White stripes. That kind of thing. Yeah. You don't need to pay. You know. Six, you don't have to split the money X amount of ways. Sure. Yeah. So that's good being a three piece band then because we're not really a. Big band or a small band? No, it's it's actually the easiest thing to be a three piece in a in a. Yeah, it's easy in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know? we love it. We love it. Less people to get pissed off. So you're not like or you're not like auditioning <laughs> camera. Just take it to the source and punch them. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> in the face. In the kisser. In the kisser. Um, well, guys, uh, thank you very much for your time. Thank you um, for your time. Yeah, thanks. The uh, five-song EP, again, out now on uh, on SoundCloud, possibly moving to Spotify, possibly moving yep. to iTunes. You just have to harass these gentlemen. Or get your physical copy from Or get us. your physical copy for $9 from the artist. Put the money in their hand. Get the CD in your signed hand. Signed copy. Get the signed copy. We'll They're sign all it. personally signed. Fuck, the, the artwork is cool, and that's one of the, the cool things about, about music. Getting the physical copy is always the artwork. That's what I've always loved, is getting Dude. the physical copy tune, having it tune you know. in tomorrow uh, it's Friday May 8th 7pm Facebook Live and uh, let's raise some money let's raise some money for these bar employees around here that the places we normally play and, and also do our CD release party yeah. at the same time and you can hear it done in the flesh we're going to play the whole the whole EP that's how we're going to start and we're super excited aren't we Scott yes <laughs> Scott has to pee yeah, I do. <laughs> he gets quiet. I'm thinking about that for five minutes. <laughs> but yeah, thank you again, man. Yeah, thanks so much. It, it, thank you so much awesome. for your time. All right. Got the pee. I do. <laughs> thank God. Hey, we got to practice, too. This is, this, is the first, this is the first time we played together. It was right there. So. That was fun. Way fun, dude. You're awesome.